Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. Merry Christmas! From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm up here in Nashville, Tennessee this week. I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cruise Radio. Sign up for our newsletter at cruiseradio.net. We're going to answer some listener questions today and talk to physician's assistant Ed McDonough about norovirus. But first, Stuart Shear on the Cruise Guide joins us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. First, let's talk about Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas a couple of Sundays ago, ran into some rough weather while they were en route to Alexandria, Egypt, very early in the morning. And these large waves and heavy winds caused the ship to list several times. And for those who don't know nautical terms, basically roll to the side and injuring about, I want to say injuring about 60 to 100 passengers. Yeah, the, the, we don't really know the number. but uh, and, and some passengers are, are upset at Royal Caribbean for not disclosing the full amount. But these these are you know personal records of people, and you know what it's it's really no one's business. But you know, depending on on the severity of the of the injury, it could be broken bones, it could be a broken ego. Right. Um, but you know, it, it really doesn't. Thankfully, no one was seriously hurt, and no one was killed. Yeah. Uh, that's most important. And the ship, uh, you know, other than a few uh, minor uh, scrapes and uh, bumps and bruises, is fine too. What's interesting to note, Matt, is this roll. You know, the the bad weather was experienced on the eighth night of the 12 night cruise and what, what's really amazing is i mean it's, it's almost like you know people are just trying to create this mountain out of, out of a molehill you know you are on a cruise it is the winter and you will experience you know some bad weather around the world it's it, it's common and the bottom line is that the cruise lines are not going to do something to uh, hurt the passengers nor put the ship in harm's way they're not going to do it and as a gesture of goodwill, you know, Royal Caribbean thought it was enough to provide a $200 uh, per passenger compensation for missing the port. Now, what's very important, Matt, is they are under no obligation, no cruise line is under any obligation to offer any uh, compensation for a missed port, none. But yeah. Royal Caribbean turned around and offered them a full refund. I mean, all, you know, it was, what, almost 3,000 people were given a full refund which was essentially over a $4 million impact yeah. to, to Royal Caribbean. And, and it, you know, it, it was overly, overly generous. I didn't know you guys were going to do a dissertation on the brilliance of the seas. Uh, let's move on here. Carnival Cruise Line is going to be in New York City on New Year's Eve, right, Stuart? Well, actually, what Carnival's doing for New Year's is they are sponsoring the ball drop, and they are going to be the official uh, confetti that, you know, the red, white, and blue confetti that is going to be falling uh, upon the millions of people in Times Square. And so that will, uh, you know, they will have a, uh, a test run uh, December 29th. Yeah. And on the night of December 31st, they are going to have, uh, you know, one ton, 2,000 pounds of carnival red, white, and blue confetti falling on the masses in New York Times Square. So that's, that should be very good. It'll bring a lot of attention, you know, to carnival as well as uh, to the cruise industry. 
Let's move back south to Port Canaveral. They've borrowed money to expand, I guess, to build a, a new pier. Well, Port Canaveral has been in, de- in future development for many, many years. Uh, they are the third largest cruise port in the world behind yep. the Port of Miami and Port Everglades. Yep. And they are going to be, uh, they actually just closed on the f- uh, financing for $42 million, wow. which will accelerate the development of a new cruise and cargo facilities. And um, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting because you know that you know this new development you know, you know parking lots, new jobs it's going to create uh, the ability for them to have uh, you know I- increase the amount of uh, cruise ships that might be able to come in. But they've already been you know under major construction with the the uh, the Disney terminals as well as Royal Caribbean and and Carnival uh, for years. And it's really a very very pleasant cruise port to sail out of it. Yeah, what's expected upon completion? Will, will we, are we going to see more ships? Well, it's, look, you know, who knows? Uh, yeah. they're, they're certainly you know, ge- gearing up for future developments. Uh, there's lots, there are certain, as you know, there are lots of people that would love to to get in the game. Port Canaveral is well in the game. Yeah. And uh, definitely one of the, the global leaders, and um, it's it's great. I mean, it, you know, it's so easy. And, you know, uh, access, you know, from uh, Orlando with a major international airport as well as a major domestic airport. And, of course, you know, why do people come to Orlando? It's very simple. Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Kennedy Space Center. And, you know, how cool is it, you know, to stand on the deck of your ship and you can see the uh, Apollo and Mercury towers? Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons to sail out of there. All right, let's move on to the Disney Dream. Give us a quick update on that, Stuart. Disney Dream has left the building. And uh, what I mean by that, Disney Dream has left um, Germany and is now um, on her uh, trans, you know, heading toward the uh, Atlantic Ocean, and uh, will uh, make uh, one stop uh, and then you know head on into Canaveral. So uh, she is expected to arrive in Port Canaveral on January the fourth, and uh, her first sailing is January 26th. She will be doing three and four night cruises. Uh, what what's she like? Well. She's going to be 128,000 tons. She's going to hold uh, 2,500 passengers, double occupancy, 4,000 passengers full. It's going to have the, lar- the highest amount of uh, cabins that can accommodate three, four, and five passengers uh, in the world. And, you know, if, if, you know, we've all seen some incredible innovations. We've heard what Disney Dream is, is going to be like. But I can tell you this is going to be the first ship that Disney's introduced in 12 years, Matt. And believe me when I tell you, we haven't seen anything yet. All right, Stuart, we have some listener questions here. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net or call 866-874-7957. This one from Marion in Biloxi. What is and what qualifies someone to be a godmother of a cruise ship? That's a very interesting question. Yes. We, haven't had that. we haven't had some really good ones in a while. Yes. You know, it's actually a, a maritime tradition that goes back almost 4,000 years where a woman, you know, became the godmother and overlooked, you know, oversaw the ship and blessed the ship and all who sailed in her and, uh, you know, said a prayer. And it was really her responsibility, you know, in a, in a superficial way to, to ensure that, uh, you know, the, the ship was in, in, in good standing. So as far as, you know, with, with today, the, the godmothers uh, of many years past, um, it was a very prestigious honor. You know, someone that was, um, you know, very philanthropic, very generous, you know, involved with charities, uh, could be a someone of you know a politician, a a you know a, an actress, someone of you know that, that people would revere in high standing, and you know it, over the years the you know it, the the standards have changed. We've had uh, you know very interesting you know I, I guess on Oasis with uh, the seven different godmothers of uh, various stature, 
And uh, Laura the Sea's godmother is a fictional character, uh, Fiona from Shrek. So, you know, there, there may not be, uh, you know, much of a, a standard anymore, but the, it's, it's, it's really changed the, the definition, the responsibilities have changed, but it's usually, uh, you know, a woman uh, that, that has some kind of, uh, you know, heroic or important stature that, you know, has made a, a considerable contribution. It could have been a cancer survivor. So it really, it really varies. This one from Andrew on Long Island. Is it cheaper to book your airfare through the cruise line or do it yourself? A lot of times, you know, the, the people see that airfare is included. And when you break out, well, what if I didn't want the air? How much will I save? And on some cruise lines, you know, that so-called two-for-one with free air may have actually been costing you fourteen to $1,600, and which was, is actually more than what the flight could have been, and you may have gotten on an airline you did not want to, stay, to, to fly on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are, are using upgrades. So the, the advice is always... Look at the cruise, cruise only, and with air, and this way you can base your decision on what is most uh, you know, cost-effective and in your best interest, because a lot of times you may be able to find the air cheaper, get a better air schedule than doing it with the cruise line, where in some cases the cruise line actually subsidizes the cost of the air, which means they're almost giving it to you for next to nothing. Um, you know, so if the cruise may have been, let's say a 12-night European cruise, for example, may have been $1,500, and if you don't take their air, it's still $1,500. So that, that, true, that truly is free air. And, um, you know, you'll just take whatever schedule you can because you won't be able to get air to Europe, um, you know, for less than, you know, $1,000 to $1,500. So, you know, break it apart. See what, see, what, you know, see what you work with, you know, what you come up with, and go from there. And, of course, always, you know, work with a travel agent because they'll help you work uh, through these, these kinds of figures. Stuart Shearer, the cruise guy, always providing us with very thorough commentary. tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cousin. Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise one. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising episode we feature porthole cruise magazine's pick of the week with christmas only days away you may be scrambling with some last minute gift ideas if you have any cruisers on your list we have the perfect solution for a quick and easy gift idea besides of course subscriptions to cruise radio premium content and porthole cruise magazine in case you didn't know not only do major cruise lines offer gift delivery to staterooms some even allow you to purchase onboard gift certificates for someone to use during their upcoming cruise the onboard credit can be used basically anywhere on board the spa casino gift shops specialty restaurant and bars or even toward the cost of the cruise 
Just a few examples of lines that sell gift cards are Celebrity, Royal Caribbean, Princess, and NCL. But check out all Cruise Line websites for their gift sections that feature tons of other onboard gift options. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. You can follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio. We have with us on the line physician's assistant, Ed McDonough. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you, Matt. And you're in Jacksonville. Yes, I am. Very nice. We want to talk about norovirus, which sometimes happens on cruise ships. First of all, what exactly is norovirus, and how does it differ from the flu or food poisoning or the like? Well, the norovirus is actually a group of viruses that causes the stomach flu. So it doesn't cause any respiratory problems. It's all GI or, or gastrointestinal type symptoms. And what are those symptoms specific to norovirus? Well, typically they would include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, sometimes some stomach cramping. Uh, you can sometimes have a low-grade fever, chills, um, headache, muscle aches. They can be typical flu-type symptoms, but it's, it's mostly, um, like I said, stomach type of stuff. Okay, so what should one do if they suspect they have norovirus, aside from, you know, notifying crew members or going to the infirmary? Well, first off, the norovirus is highly contagious, and yes. it's tr- transmitted by what's called oral fecal route. And what that means is that um, people that, that may not have the best of hygiene or don't wash their hands after going to the bathroom, yeah. they touch something that's ingested by somebody else. And the symptoms usually start within 24 to 48 hours after uh, exposure. So. Um, the, the symptoms are usually pretty severe and usually pretty sudden in onset, and there's not a whole lot to do about it, unfortunately. So uh, as far as, you know, what should someone do once they develop the symptoms, obviously you would go to the infirmary. The biggest concern is dehydration. Um, you're not keeping any food down or any liquids down, and you're having diarrhea, so you're, you know, anything you do get in comes right back up or goes right back out. So dehydration is one of the, the major issues. So... Fluids, small amounts of fluids at a time is probably the, the biggest thing. Um, it doesn't last very long and generally is, is self-limiting and goes away without any treatment. So people who are dirty and don't have good hygiene pass it along. <laughs> and those aren't the people that should be uh, feeding us. <laughs> be, beware the dirty people. That's, uh, right. that's not true, obviously. Some uh, innocent people uh, get this and uh, unfor- hopefully don't, don't pass it along. But. Well, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's the kind of thing that... You know, you can find on countertops. It's not, it's not a, bi- a bad hygiene type of uh, illness. It's just, you know, transmitted by bacteria that's found in, in stool or in vomit. And, you know, like I said, if someone didn't necessarily wash their hands or wash their hands well, put their hands on a counter, um, it can be found in, in um, food, that's, that's, you know, like vegetables, that kind of thing, where they're cutting vegetables and it was on the vegetables. Right. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad hygiene type of, of illness. Right. In fact, it isn't. And Certainly. all types of people, all levels of people will, you know, can get this, and it spreads quickly. So is norovirus, or I guess I should say, can norovirus be fatal? It's, it's rare that it's fatal. People that would, you know, be of concern for that would keep, be people that are immunocompromised already, so their immune system is already weakened, their body is yeah. weakened, the elderly, um, yeah. children, um, Again, people with, with illnesses, diabetes, for example, um, you know, it, it could screw up their, their blood sugars. In that regard, for the most part, it's not fatal, pretty self-limiting, goes away within a couple of days without a whole lot of treatment. 
But again, dehydration, and if there's someone that's at risk for dehydration, they're the ones that are going to be in danger. So obviously, take advantage of all those hand sanitizers that are on board before you go into uh, common areas, for example, the, the, the dining areas. And of course, you know, the thing is about the questionnaires before you board the ship that say, have you been sick, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people are lying because they don't want to be turned away. Right. It, it always astounds me when I'm in the restroom and I see guys walk right out without washing their hands. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's a real common thing. And that's, yeah. that's exactly how it's spread. How long after you contract norovirus will you feel the real sickness? Usually about 24 to 48 hours. And I'm sorry, you know, I know you said this earlier. How long does it take to run its course, you know, with the, with the vomiting and the diarrhea last? Usually about two to three days. Okay. And again, these are, these are you know, very varied numbers, but, but this is kind of on average. Physician's assistant Ed McDonough, thank you so much for talking to us. We really appreciate the information. You're quite welcome. I enjoyed it. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. All right, Stuart's got your hot deals. You know, how about the, one of the newest and the, the largest cruise ship, uh, the Allure of the Seas? You may also want to take a look at her sister, Oasis. But, uh, I mean, there are some deals heading into February with pricing starting as low at seven hundred ninety-nine dollars per person, and you know, earlier in the show we mentioned uh, Disney Cruise Line's brand new Disney Dream. Her first sailing is this, uh, January twenty-sixth, doing three and four-night Bahamas from Port Canaveral. And believe it or not, the pricing that is starting at just five ninety-nine. But uh, there's only a few dates in uh, February where we're going to find you know such low pricing, and it really jumps up. Uh, almost, you know, to a, you know, eight nine hundred dollars per person, especially as we're heading into the, uh, you know, to the spring break periods. So the ship is going to be commanding quite a premium price. So my advice is book early, because you're going to be able to get, you know, seven night cruises, seven to ten night cruises, for less money than Disney. And why does Disney get it? Because it's Disney, and they can. All right, thanks, man. Be sure to check out our premium content, giving you total access to the vault. All the unedited material that doesn't make it to the free show each week. Uh, it's only a, well, it's a free trial, then only $2.99 a month. Found at cruiseradio.net. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and uh, sign up for our newsletter, all right there at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And broadcasting up here from Nashville, Tennessee, doing nothing cruise related at all. I'm Doug Parker. Happy holidays and have a Merry Christmas. This is Cruise Radio. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.